0: Matt welcome to the podcast. It is week three of the NFFL season. How are you feeling?
1: Feeling so good. couple I mean, of Ws. Re- real good, man. You and me walking away with some wins. It was a good week. Oh, hell yeah. We're going to talk all
0: about it. I've got a nugget. A couple sentences on each team. We'll dive into week three preview. It's about to be a big week. And we've also got JKK coming on the pod. Cross your fingers, hopefully. I think that's happening this week.
1: I think it'd be even funnier if there was no JKK, even though you promised it would be there and then Jake just falls through.
0: That'd be amazing.
1: Jake, stay with us, buddy.
0: Stay with us. Let's get into week two of the NFFL season. We had some fireworks, some huge games, a huge Monday night game. And we'll actually start... At the greatest show on paper, beating Dirty Bird. Now, this was the biggest spread. Tommy had the, the upper hand, and I got the upper hand on him. Uh, on the back of an electric 400-yard 4TD performance by none other than K1 Kyler Murray. You did ultimately win the battle of the Bucs running backs. Congrats on nothing there, Tommy. Uh, armchair quarterback beat out my ball, Zach Ertz, dropping him to 0-2. Yikes. This was a close one. Tractor CEO carried armchair quarterback to the win as Alex's QB did his best on Monday Night Football. Just wasn't quite enough. That was Healthy. so scary. That was so very scary. scary. Healthy <laughs> AF outlasted Cashy's hands. Aaron Jones um, out on the put the team on his back with a thirty-five point performance, and he needed every single point. This matchup was wild AF. Congrats on the W there. Seven of 10 at best beat out tool time. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about tool time in week three, but Gabe got the W here against the NFFL Jaguars. Ouch. Couldn't even break a hundred, nothing to write home about, but Dan, how did you not start McLaurin? And Saquon is off to a slow start. A lot of things need to be rethought there in the Dan tool time camp. And then to finish it out, Mere Mortals beats out Jake's not too shabby. Jake has dropped back down to earth with Derek writing Tom Brady's 5 TD and Gano's 5 field goal performance. It's going to be tough sledding for Jake's QB uh, pick each week. He's got both Dak and Stafford, a total toss-up. We covered a lot.
1: That was efficient. I like it. I that was really
0: efficient. That was certainly the fastest two minutes. Any thoughts? We covered a lot.
1: Um couple things. If you pull up ESPN's like scoreboard of week two, it'll show your top performers and like your three best players. In other words, who p- gave you the most points? I'm looking at tooltime. His top player got 18 points, and his third best player got eight Ooh. points. <laughs> then you go and look at like uh, Alex's team and Alex lost. Alex's third best player got 19 points, which is better than tooltime's best player. Like, it's just the point differential is absolutely out of control. You mentioned, you know, some of our standings there. I'm a numbers guy. There is uh, there's about 45 points between first place and ninth place when it comes Ooh. to points for unless you're talking about Dan, <laughs> there's over there's 112 point difference between Derek's team and Dan's team point. Wow. Four.
0: I was just going to say, and we all know how easy it is or how possible it is to make up 45 points in a week. I don't think I've ever seen anyone beat someone by 112. So Dan's not in a great spot. And it really starts to make to make you think, you know, the quality of the ownership over there at tool time needs to be considered.
1: Oh, panic mode for sure.
0: Absolute that- panic mode. He's dropped to 0-2 with your good buddy, Alex. I mean, I don't know what's happened over there in Alex's camp. I don't think he's ever started a season this poor.
1: No, but here's here's the thing to keep in mind with with Alex's team. Like last week he put up 140. I I don't think they're as bad as they are. And we'll talk about that. We're gonna get into projections. You ready to do that right now?
0: Let's get right into it. All
1: week right. Week three. Coming week, on up. Week three. Um I'm going in the order that ESPN gives me, which of course they put me up at the top because I'm looking at it logged in myself. Mm-hmm. So we got the game between me and Matt DeFrancisco. And I'm calling this the, uh, are you for real game of the week? Like, are either of us real contenders this year? Um, I, uh, I don't know. I don't really think Matt DeFran or myself are, but one of us is going to pull a win and it could start looking pretty good. So we'll start with Matt DeFran. Um, You got to think this dude is hyped on that win he just got. You just recapped it, Vince. But do you remember what his percentage chances were going to were to win going into Monday Night Football?
0: Was it a 3% chance? I could have sworn you
1: mentioned that. I believe it was one.
0: One percent chance he pulled out the W and ended up winning that game.
1: Yes, absolutely. One, like. Way to go, ESPN. You do a horrible job of actually making projections. But Aaron Jones went off with those 35 points. It was pretty incredible. And I think that's got to be huge for Matt Diefen because he was – it looked like a clear-cut loss for him. Um, and I got to imagine the fire department is going to be pretty brutal in mocking the earrings. Well, you so, know what,
0: Matt? One thing before you get into it, Aaron Jones's father passed away this past offseason. season mm-hmm are we really surprised Aaron Jones had a phenomenal day running the rock first home game after losing his father? I don't know if it's that surprising.
1: I would say maybe uh, you're right. Not surprising. Definitely the cool thing for Mr. Jones to do for Papa Jones. Uh, is Is this like a season long thing or do we honor him after one game and then Aaron Jones comes back to earth? I don't know. But uh, We'll
0: continue to talk about it if he blows up again.
1: <laughs> yes. I, I love Matt Francisco's team with Aaron Rodgers looking good. And then something that I thought was – or Aaron Jones, not Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, too many A.A. runs on that team. Um, I kind of like his Bridgewater and Sutton combo. It's kind of fun. It's very cool. fun. I love Anything that.
0: Broncos Broncos is fun.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the thing I'm going to say I don't really love about this guy is uh his bench it's pretty weak his entire bench including a quarterback who played football that's on his bench scored 20 points last week so it gives me this feel that matt's team is not the biggest threat um looking at my team i'm gonna say it my team looked sexy last week and that's what happens when you put up 143 points and lead the week in scoring um but I don't see my team as like a reliable team that I can count on every week. I think I'm a boom or bust team. I think you and Matt DeFran kind of said that about me in the uh, preseason or post draft rankings. And this week was a boom, which was awesome. Uh, this week, I think uh, I've got to prove if I'm real. Tractor Cito's got to keep playing well. Patrick Mahomes has had a couple good weeks. So I do really like that about my team. Uh, I should ask though, do you have any thoughts on my team or Matt's? I'm just rolling here. You can weigh in. I love it. I mean, I think the funny thing about your team, it's
0: certainly a boomer bust team, kind of the makeup of it. But if you think about it, historically, you have three guys that constantly boom, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Henry, Devontae Adams. If you can put up 25, 30 points, each of them each week, you're auto- automatically at 90. It's like, can the rest of your team pull their weight? And I think that's the big question looking at it. Like, I think it's a coin flip, like sometimes maybe, and sometimes they won't like Noah Fant, Javante Williams. I think Kareem Hunt's going to steal some from Chubb. I think you're going to be fighting for over a hundred and 110 each week, which kind of gives you that boomer bust mentality, which is tough, but I totally yeah. agree.
1: I'm making up the, the math equation right now. I'm going to say those three need to combine for at least 75 points every week. That's the number I'm going for. Yeah, last, if, you,
0: if you don't, you're in hot water.
1: Yeah, last week they combined for 80 and I pulled the dub. So I just need those guys, 75 out of those three. Um. So in this matchup, I'm going to say I like my team. Um. I ESPN has me projected to win by four. I'm going to give myself a nine point victory. I'm averaging 13 more points a week than Matt. Uh, I would have beat him last week by eight the week before I would have beat him by 17. So I beat him every week so far. I'm going to beat him again.
0: I agree. I think that's accurate. I just don't think Teddy two gloves has it in him. Right. I know he's playing the jets, uh, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a a mess and a low scoring game. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, is obviously a stud number four wide out in the league in the first couple of weeks here. Um, He, you know, he keeps getting the ball. He gets a lot of touchdowns from Kyler Murray. It's I think for him, it's like the, the um, he's probably getting double covered. He only had like four and six receptions his first two games. He really needs a lot more looks if he's going to blow through his projection. So I'm giving the win to you. Um, I'd say about 10 points or so.
1: All right. I'll take it. All right. So the next game I've got here, I'm calling this the big game of the week. This is in my opinion, the two best teams in our league facing off. That is Tommy versus Derek. Um, Tommy just got his butt whipped. Hey, I still think he's got one of the best teams and congrats on beating Tommy, but I, you know, when we were looking at the the draft and, and what they're made out of, I'm going to say these are the two best teams. I could be wrong, and one of them is about to take a loss, and I'll tell you who in a second. But this is the one to tune in on. Watch this. This should be a fun one. Sunday Night uh, Football right here. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, like you said, Tommy lost. Tommy scored 148 points week one and then scored 91 the next week.
0: Can't win unless you're scoring more than 100.
1: So he's all over the place. And then you got Derek, who's 2-0. and o, And, and, uh, and uh, I love this team. I'm happy for Derek. He's 2-0. and o. He's got the best league average for points. The dude's averaging 129 a week. Ooh, I'm loving it. Derek, directly at your ear holes right now. Way to go, man. I'm happy for you. I'm happy you. for you. I love you. Nice. Right in the ear and another reason I think this is going to be the game of the week is I think it's going to be close. Tommy Ooh. has some, Tommy's got some great matchups except Tyree kill. Tyree kill is going to make it a little, little matchup bit, proof. It's probably true. It probably doesn't matter who that guy's playing. Run this
0: um, run the touchdown play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Tommy's got this good matchup going. And the thing is, so does Derek. So both are looking like a high scoring game. I think that's what it takes to make it the big game of the week. I think both have teams that should make it to the playoffs. I think that is another requirement to make it big game of the week. ESPN has Derek winning by six points. ESPN also has Derek projected as the highest, or sorry second highest score. Nope. I'm just running my mouth on a podcast. Derek does have the highest score projection this week. I think Tommy keeps it close, but Derek walks away with a three-point win. And that puts Tommy in a weird spot as he uh, lost to you, as you're happy to report. Um, Tommy's going to fall to one and two, but I think Tommy's wrath will, will bring him back. And Derek is, is starting the season three and oh. That is a fantastic place to be when ear piercing is a possibility.
0: I mean, I don't think you said anything too surprising. Um, Tommy's team has a bunch of studs in it. I don't see any weakness. right? Maybe it is flex, which is just kind of a hilarious weakness to have. Um, and then on Derek's team, um, I'm not sold on the Joe Mixon sh- situation yet. Like, I know it's been two weeks. Um, Chase Claypool, I- I'm not as high on him um, as some others. And then I just think any uh, – playmaker for the Niners is boom or bust, right? Like can George Kittle stay healthy? Um, can Debo Samuel continue to get wide receiver one attention? Um, you know, I, I totally envision Brandon Ayuk getting some touches at some point. Um, and I think they've got a lot going on there. I think this game's going to be a bit closer. Um, then maybe, well, I guess the line's two and a half, but I'm going to give the win to Tommy.
1: Whoa. Wow. All right. Well, I got Derek. You got Tommy. There it is. There it is. All right. Well, speaking of a close game, I'm calling this next game the closest game of the week. Are they this, hugging? Uh, So much hugging. And it's just a beautiful hug. Ooh. But here's the interesting thing. I'm calling it the closest game of the week. One of these guys is going to win by two points. But the interesting twist, one of these guys is 2 and 0 and one of these guys is 0 and 2. Or Alex. Yep. So you got Gabe 2 and 0 and you know in the NFL right now we have 7 teams that are 2 and 0, but some of them don't feel legit like the Raiders or the Panthers or even the Broncos in my opinion. But hey, prove me wrong Broncos fans. I think Gabe belongs in that group.
0: Oh shit.
1: Yep. Gabe has the second lowest average points per game in our entire league. It's that's nothing to brag about. Sure, Dan is 34 points below that. Um but Gabe has not like he's had a 114 week and a 99 week. I'm not impressed with his team yet, but he's had awesome matchups. So he's 2 and 0. And those wins count for something, but I just, I don't think his team is as legit. And then you jump over to Alex, who I think actually has a great team, averages five more points a game than Gabe, put up 140 last week, being the second highest score, but the guy hasn't won a game yet. So you got Gabe, the lucky 2-0, and and I think you got Alex, the unlucky 0-2. When they clash, I'm giving Alex a small, small win. But let's talk about that. Anybody on their team you like or don't like? What are you loving and hating here?
0: Love Jalen Hurts.
1: Love Dalvin Cook.
0: If we were in a PPR league, I'd love Keenan Allen. (coughs) Julio Jones, I mean, he had that one touchdown. I don't know if you saw that. That got pulled back, which was kind of BS. Um, But he's kind of a boomer bust guy, in my opinion. I think A.J. Brown, Tractor Cito, they get, they get all the attention there. I think Alex's team is really good. right? Aaron yep. Rodgers, Ezekiel Elliott hasn't really gotten it going. Rookie running backs is, are tough, but he's got two of the best whiteouts in the league, arguably the best tight end. Um, I'm not as hyped on Alex's team as maybe others. other teams like Tommy's. But I do think he takes this one, beats out Gabe by, you know, less than two points. I think the line's pretty accurate, one and a half.
1: Wow. Yeah. ESPN has them as a one-point game. It's what I've got. I'm giving them two. It's going to be a tight one. Good luck to Alex and Gabe. Speaking of tight ones, uh, Jake. (laughs) I don't know where that's coming from. Jake and Brooks. I'm going to say they're tight because Couple I'm going to call of
0: dudes it tight ones.
1: Tight ones. That's just they just they're tight with one another. Right. Um, I'm going to say they're so tight. I'm calling this the doppelganger game of the week. Now, Ooh. hear me out. I think they have the same team. Check this out. Week 1, Brooks scores 104 points. Week 2, Jake scores 104. <laughs> points. Okay. Then flip it around. Week <laughs> One Jake scores 132 points. Week two, Brooks scores 133. They've scored one point difference from each other, they've pretty much just mirrored each other in opposites. Adorable, it's super duper cute. They're both one and one. Everything about this team is pretty much the same. I love it. Brooks, let's respect him. The dude got robbed by Aaron Jones. that that totally has to suck, but I'm still questioning how legit Brooks's team is. Um, I know we were kind of making fun of his team and then he came out and, and beat everybody. And then the next week he's looking really good, but then Matt swoops on him. I'm just not really sure on Brooks's team. And as you recall, we've kind of been mocking Jake's team. Um, What are your thoughts on both of these guys as you're staring at their rosters?
0: Oh man. Brooks certainly got robbed. I know he was feeling confident on Facebook. Ninety-nine percent, according to ESPN, is uh, going to win. That's heartbreaking. I mean, the the big the big kind of black eye on Brooks's team is his running back situation. He doesn't have great running running back depth. James Robinson obviously was a phenomenal uh, player last year um but he's kind of middle of the pack this year they have so many weapons in uh jacksonville which is kind of weird to say for an 0-2 team but they really do um chase edmonds he's never he's never going to be one of those guys that just blows you away right no touchdowns on the season he's got 100 yards total between two games uh he's kind of a smaller back you know he's going to be split in the field with uh with james connor that kid out of uh Gosh, I forget where he went to school, but used to play for the Steelers. So I just don't see him as a really solid RB one or even an RB two. Oh, dude, um,
1: James Robinson is currently number 42 and Chase Edmonds is number 27. That is not who you want your two starting running backs to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a tough position to be in, right? James Robinson just hasn't had the start, um, that he did last year, which, you know, new quarterback, he's got a lot going on, uh, new head coach, kind of a mess overall. I love Chris Godwin. He definitely gets his touches, even though he's got a, a really loaded receiving core team. And then Travis Kelsey is obviously the number one back or the number one tight end. I don't know if I love Brooks's team, and that's actually why I'm giving the, the win to Jake this week. Oh, um, okay. I think he's got two of the best whiteouts in the game, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Gronk he's like guaranteed to score one or two touchdowns I mean this is like 10 years ago Gronk which is kind of kind of crazy to think about you know sub 100 yards two TDs it's bananas Um, and then Lamar Jackson as much as it pains me as a a Mark Andrews owner um, Lamar loves throwing it deep these days and if he can connect with Marquise Brown on a a TD or two
1: right it's a party in Hollywood for uh, Jake Wolf in week three. Wow, you're taking Jake, huh? Oh, uh, I like both of the teams when it comes to the matchup they have against each other. I think it's even, I don't think either of these teams are like playoff bound in our league. But still, lots of love for you guys. However, even though I said I uh, I feel like they're kind of the same team, Brooks is favored by ESPN to win by six. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say Brooks actually wins by like 15.
0: Whoa. But
1: yeah, I think brooks is the hot team right now and jake's is going to struggle brooks had a great week i think he has another good week but this time he doesn't get robbed on monday night football back to the
0: the cellar dweller is jake wolf
1: Mm -hmm. sorry jake love you man all right the last game speaking of seller dwellers holy moly vince we haven't talked about you but that's not what i'm referring to
2: oh poured
0: on me the greatest show on paper
1: all right i'm calling this the cover of the spread game of the week like vince you are currently projected to win by 13 you're gonna win by at least 20 Two like
0: touchdowns baby
1: put your money on this one right here dan versus vince um so we can end on some positivity, Vince. We'll talk about you last. We got to start. Nice. We got we to gotta hit Dan up right now. Dan, you got to be hitting the panic mode button. You just slam that button down. Um Redraft. Do something. Burn it down. Dan, you scored 81 in week one and 64 in week two. Like, I am looking at your team, and it is like disaster zone right now. It is really bad and i love you dan I'm mean, you made that sexy calendar let's maybe you're gonna make something else sexy uh last week was just absolutely brutal maybe it's the bounce back game since you've got to hope it's not but right if we're playing the law of averages does josh allen saquon barkley jonathan taylor robert woods t higgins seahawks defense like do they suddenly step it up because no, all-
0: absolutely not
1: you say no they've got he's got some good matchups he could but right now i know we've got a small sample size but this guy is averaging 73 points a game you're averaging 119 points a game 27 plus 19 i don't know what that is it seems like a lot
0: it's a lot of points i mean dan's team really lives and dies by saquon barkley Right? And right now he's the 48th best running back in the league from a fantasy perspective. Uh, he's got a total of what 80 yards over two games, no TDs. There's some rumors that I've been been reading about, you know, sources saying that he's not a hundred percent, right. I don't think he's actually trotting out there feeling really confident, really good. And you know, we broke I, off a pretty good run last week, but I'm just not seeing it.
1: I think he's in trouble. I actually, I floated one or two trades out. Um, today and i even looked at his team and thought should i trade for saquon if like you know saquon picks it up later and dan right now just desperately needs points so hey everybody take advantage of it and everyone
0: take advantage of dan Dan, you're here first yeah
1: and as i kind of was going together and putting things anything i never offered it to dan because either it just seemed like absolute disrespect and i was like that's just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right to send that garbage of it and then i then i'd put like one of my medium players and i'd be like okay and i was like "Mm, i need that medium player i'm not ready to (laughs) risk for saquon like i i'm not ready to touch saquon i don't really know what he's worth like i was looking at my like second level wide receiver for Saquon, right? And that could be amazing if you have a Saquon and what, Derrick Henry on your team, if Saquon was good.
0: Well, here's the thing. It's like name brand. It's like, it's not the game of having the best or coolest players or the it's, swaggiest guys with the biggest thighs. Like, <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Like, and I, th- I mean, this happens to me, right? Like I draft guys I like, I've got guys on my team I really like that I think are cool, and like, that's totally terrible, fantasy football advice, but it's hard to part with some of these guys when they start playing poorly and mm-hmm. you're like, man, like I should really get rid of him or I should drop this guy. Um, so like, that's why there's a couple of people I'm like, thank God I didn't have to make that choice because um, I I'm just, not, I'm too emotional about some of my, my players
1: <laughs> Well, dude, let's talk about some of your players because I actually think you've got a pretty good team right now. Things are looking pretty awesome. You have the number one quarterback in uh, Kyler Murray, and you have the number one wide receiver in Tyler Lockett. You drafted Tyler Lockett in the sixth round, and you drafted Kyler Murray in the fourth. Like that, buddy, that is how you draft and win. You get guys... In the middle rounds who end up being top performers in their position so congrats on you I would have a very hard time projecting a win for Dan against you right now last week you literally got more than double his score 64 to 132
0: Ooh, I mean you said it right Kyler Murray and Tyler Lockett are really carrying me I think that Tyler Lockett pick has been phenomenal, especially, uh, with two flexes and, you know, some, some shoddy running back depth. I think my real weakness here is with Alvin Kamara, uh, and my RB two. like Alvin Kamara is not playing, um, up to his, his capabilities as he did last year. I know there's a lot changing in new Orleans. Alvin Kamara has been used a little bit differently, um, but it's tough you know game after game I, mean, I know it's been two games but to look at his stat line and he's got gosh what is it um you know 80 he had a great first week 15 points normally i expect him to be in the you know 20 point range just based on uh recency but he put up three points last week 5 yeah. yards on eight carries four receptions for 25 yards uh they got behind super early um. So it's you know it kind of is what it is. I'm hoping that's just a, a blip on the. It happens. To a good place on the radar
1: last week. Tommy's wide receiver Tyreek Hill got like two or three points.
0: Well, he sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um.
0: So one more thing I'll say about my team, and and maybe you were gonna go here. My concern for the longevity of the season is my bench. I just don't have anyone like, I can't even play any of these guys, right? Like Brandon, Ayuk, kind of in the doghouse trying to figure him out. Ronald Jones just got benched um, on my team. Michael Thomas, obviously out for six or seven weeks. Trey Sermon had one carry got his top blown off. And now he's in concussion protocol. William Fuller was suspended for a couple of weeks and now he has some personal issues. And then I've got like a, a, a handcuff. So like, if there's a concern with my team, it's certainly depth.
1: Yeah. Uh, with Tyler Lockett, is he going to get uh, outdone by DK Metcalf at some point?
0: The way that Russell has been playing, it he just seems like a long ball. He, he wants to go deep, and that's not really DK's game. No, unless I'm forgetting. Like DK normally was like slant shorter no rounds and no then turning D- it on
1: i think dk is the just go as long as a burner guy. yeah
0: well what's happening this season
1: i don't know i had dk last year and it was in this exact same position grab a seattle wide receiver in those middle rounds and it was gold for me dk actually only knows how to run straight <laughs> right he can't
0: he's so, kind of yeah. like nascar dri- drivers I'm, and go only go left
1: yeah i'm kind of waiting for tyler lockett to come back to earth um, yeah, your bench last week scored uh, 4.8 points. Well, good thing. I didn't need him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a lot of depth right there. My friend, uh, one more thought on our man, Dan, Dan, cross your fingers. What I'm about to say it comes true. So last year, if you guys remember, Dan started the season like four and zero, and we were all losing our minds and then he just fell off the wagon. This year Dan is 0-2. I am predicting him to be 0-3. But maybe he then turns it around. Like maybe Dan is like this year's Benjamin Button and he's just doing it in reverse. Okay. Dan, Dan's yeah, gonna make he's gonna make some climbs. I never actually finished the Benjamin Button movie, <laughs> but I got the gist of it. I watched a lot of it, just not all of it. So Vince, I'm giving you the win this week. And you've got to be, you've got to be a little less stressed going into week three.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I know once we get to Sunday, um, you never know what happens, right? Like both teams have players that, uh, play for money. So it's you know, each of them, um, have really good players on both sides of the ball, but you're right. I don't feel nervous going into week three, um, like I did last week when I thought I was going to get crapped on by Tommy. So definitely feeling much better this week.
1: Nice. All right. Anything else you want to say about any of these good teams or league members? I've got one or two thoughts, but nothing too much to, I'm not going to stretch this out too far.
0: No, I don't know if I have any thoughts. I mean, I think one thing um, that you kind of alluded to, and this is something to really remember is that uh, we start we're starting to get into the weeks that determine like hey who's a pretender who's a contender mm-hmm. um, and we're going to see that over weeks three four and five as we get to the meat of the season um at, you need every win at this point right um really getting over that four or five win mark it puts you in a good spot if you're really below that water mark or b- below that water line you're in a
1: you're in a tough position so I'm going to go out and say uh, uh, the numbers I run every year about getting into the playoffs, getting in the junk. Uh, in our 12-game season, and now it's a 13-game season, the The magic number to be safe was seven. Six was you – were, you were probably okay, but I, I won the junk with a six-and-six six season.
0: Yeah, that's really great for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so – so this year I'm saying you got to get yourself seven wins to, to be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got, you know, Derek and Gabe, who are at two and zero. they they've made some good steps there. Uh, looking ahead. I am a uh, panic mode is there for Dan for sure. But I want to share one other team. I think I'm concerned about because of a week four matchup. I know Ooh. I'm jumping a whole week ahead. I like this, but Matt Francisco, I think, loses this week to me uh, and becomes one and two, which means next week he's playing Dan, who's Owen three. And that I think are the two teams I'm concerned about. They play week four and they play week 13, the final week of our regular season. Dan, you've Junkle got time. you've got to be able to beat Matt in at least one of those. Matt, of course, you're the favorite in both of those but he's a 30 I, point favorite. Oh Lord. <laughs> it's it's, you've got to be thinking like next week, that's going to be a one and two team playing an Owen oh three team. Like I'm going to make sure that is the panic mode game of the week. Cause if, if Dan loses, Holy crap, he'll be on oh four. If Matt loses, he's one and three with Dan, like, whoa. Oh. Burn it down. Yeah. So there's a little preview for that following week. Anything else I want to say, Derek and Tommy, I've told you guys, I think you've got the two best teams overall, though, small sample size. Um, yeah, that is it. This is going to be another exciting week where uh, maybe uh, maybe Derek is the, the sole undefeated player in the league, as Gabe likely will take his loss to Alex, and Derek will sit on top with his crown. I
0: love it. Another great week of the NFFL season. As always, Matt, I'm looking forward to this weekend and then
1: week four. Oh, we have so many more weeks to go. And then playoffs. Oh, football season is the best season ever. Enjoy college football. Enjoy the NFL. Enjoy all of it. Have a good one, league members. Have a good one, Vince.
0: Enjoy your evening.
2: Welcome back to Jake's Kicking Corner. Week two saw a lot of kicking action, and this season we have a lot of new kickers in the league. It's like the young Waco told all of his friends to come to kick in the NFL, and they did. We're seeing new guys like Aldrich Roses, Evan McPherson, and Matt Amendola, who's not even related to Danny Amendola, but he sure is a handsome devil though. Don't show him to your wives. I don't have that problem because I'm not married. I can show them to anyone I want. Ayo! So, the spotlight of week two goes to two longtime kickers in the league. First up is Matt Prater. This guy pulled a J.J. Watt and joined the Cardinals after so many years in Detroit. Maybe he was part of the reason Matthew Stafford wanted to leave there. Maybe they have plenty of time to reconcile that because they're in the same division now. Who knows? Did you guys watch the the uh, Manning brothers as they were analyzing the Monday night game? They had Pat McAfee on there, and it was fun to listen to these guys talk. The brother quarterback said that they hate, hated having the kickers go on the field because that meant that they were done playing in that series. And I'm sure Arizona was glad to have their legend, Matt Prater, on the field before halftime because he nailed the difference maker by hitting a 62-yard field goal to end the half. It was like a winner on the Price is Right, and everyone was jumping with that guy. It looked like so much fun. Kudos to him. That's a big kick. But you know who people were not jumping with? The Vikings kicker. Oh, the kicking woes of Minnesota continue, with another close miss at the end of the game, by their sophomore kicker, Greg Joseph. A Jewish kid out of South Africa. What does the Jewish part of it have to do with it? I don't know. He just is. You'd think that being from Africa, he'd be a good kicker. But I'm sure, really, it's his party years from Florida Atlantic University that made him miss that field goal. Religion has nothing to do with football. Isn't that right, BYU fans? It doesn't matter how you live on and off the field. The results will still be the same. Oh, our hearts go out to, from Jake's kicking corner to this Greg Joseph. He took the job much like Zach Wilson took his job going to New York, and has about the same amount of chances of going to the playoffs. But hey, he got paid, and it's more money than you and I will make. So, I think it'll be all right. Lastly, a quick spotlight goes to Graham Gunnell. This piece of amazing crap thrashed my team. He scored twenty-two fantasy points, and that sucked. He was the difference maker for Derek's mere mortals beating my still good-looking team not too shabby. And I stick by that name. Derek said he almost dropped him onto the waivers, and I wish he would've, but it just goes to show that the New York Giants suck this year, but Graham Gano doesn't, and they're gonna kick a lot more field goals to come. So here's my hot take for the week. Randy Bullock is feeling pretty good about his overtime winning field goal against Seattle. So I would expect those guys to capitalize on that and throw up a few more three-pointers. So there you have it. A few new faces, some old ones, and some things never change, like the Vikings kicking game. So remember to kick them high and kick them deep, or don't kick them at all.